1: Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston.
2: The title of the message today is, Keeping the Joy in Your Christian Life. Keeping the Joy in Your Christian Life. Paul's letter to the Galatians, which I'm focusing on today, has been described as the Magna Carta of Evangelical Christianity. It is Paul's great declaration of religious freedom, a freedom that involves independence from men, independence on God. The overarching theme of Galatians is grace, grace alone by which we are saved. This grace frees us from the law, liberates us from legalism and the rigidity of rules and regulations and gives us a spirit-filled life of joy. Galatians 5.1 is the theme of this, this letter. It says, So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free, and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. Paul is telling the Galatian Christians about some traps that they need to avoid so that they don't lose the joy of the Christian life. The background of the letter is that Paul started the church in the city of Galatia in Greece. After a while, he left to continue his missionary journey. Then a group of Christians from Jerusalem called Judaizers visited them and began teaching them a different message. They were teaching, yes, you must believe in Christ to be a Christian, but in order to maintain your salvation, you must also keep all of the Jewish laws. As a result, the Christians in Galatia were burdened with having to keep all of the Jewish laws, and they were not Jews, they were Gentiles. They lost the freedom that they had enjoyed under Paul's ministry. Paul hears about what was happening and writes this very strong and emotional letter to the Galatian church. He doesn't try to hide his feelings. In chapter 1, 6 and 7, Paul says, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is no gospel at all. Paul is telling them in this letter about the things that will rob them of the happiness and joy in their Christian life. Paul mentions three traps that they and us should avoid if we want to maintain the joy of the Christian life. The first trap is the trap of perfectionism. The trap of perfectionism. The definition of perfectionism is trying to maintain a perfect performance in order to stay saved. In other words, I'm trying to be perfect so God will accept me. And I know that there are people, I've heard them say, well, I I just hope that the Lord will accept me and I will get to heaven. Well, in my mind, there's no question about getting to heaven once you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. Now, Paul ridicules the idea that you have to be perfect in order to... Please, God, so that you can retain your salvation. In Galatians chapter 3, verses 1 and 3, Paul says, O foolish Galatians, who has cast an evil spell on you? For the meaning of Jesus Christ's death was made as clear to you as if you had seen a picture of his death on the cross. Let me ask you this one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. You received the Spirit because you believed the message you heard about Christ. How foolish can you be? After starting your new lives in the Spirit, why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? You see, in verse 1, Paul is saying that you have been misled, you have been deceived. Someone pulled wool over your eyes and told you it's faith plus a bunch of rules and regulations. In verse 2, he says, I have just one question. How did you become a Christian in the first place? Did you become a Christian by keeping a bunch of rules and regulations, or being perfect or did you become a Christian by just believing by having faith in Jesus Christ he said that the same way you became a Christian is the same way you continue as a Christian why are you not trying to become perfect by your own human effort he says human effort didn't save you and it can't keep you saved human effort didn't make you a believer and it can't keep you a believer don't fall into the trap of perfectionism says paul when you get into that trap you are going to lose your joy and lose your freedom When you fall into the trap of perfectionism, your relationship to God becomes a burden instead of a blessing. It becomes frustrating rather than fulfilling. There are many frustrated Christians in our day. When you have this view that to be accepted by God and to be blessed by him, you have to be perfect, you make God an unpleasant parent. The kind of parent that when you come home with all A's and one B, they say you could have done better. You never quite measure up. It's never good enough, no matter how hard you try. And a lot of people see God that way. No matter what they do, it's never good enough. So they start relating to God out of fear rather than out of love. God becomes this big eye in the sky who looks down on you, seeing every little mistake you make, and saying, caught you again. He's always against you. But the Bible says God is for you. God doesn't want us relating to him out of fear or guilt, but out of love. In chapter 3, and verse 11, Paul says, Now it is clear that no one is put right with God by means of the law. Because the scripture says, only the person who is put right with God through faith shall live. Or the King James Version says, the just shall live by faith. You see, there's only one way to live the Christian life. It is by faith, by faith alone. Not faith plus a bunch of regulations, a bunch of restrictions. It is faith, and that's all it is. So don't fall into the trap of perfectionism, my brothers and sisters, because it will rob you of the joy that God wants you to have as a child of a king of kings. But the second trap is the trap of legalism. The trap of legalism. Now, legalism has been around since the time of Moses and and before. It was a problem Jesus addressed at length when he was here on earth. Unfortunately, the problem didn't end when Jesus left to go back to heaven or when he was around on the earth. We still have legalism in the church and it continues to be something that needs to be addressed periodically. So what do I mean by legalism? Basically, legalism is the imposing of rules that people use to judge your salvation and your level of spirituality. Legalism is a bunch of rules meant to run your life rather than let you enjoy your life in Christ. Legalism is when you measure your spiritual maturity by how many rules you can keep. For example, if I go to church on Sundays or watch a live stream service, then I'm a good Christian. If I go to Bible study and midweek prayer meeting, I'm a great Christian. And so we start judging our lives on the number of things that we do. I don't do this or that, and I do this. Paul says in Galatians chapter 4, 8 through 10, Before you Gentiles knew God, you were slaves to so-called gods that do not even exist. So now that you know God, or should I say, now that God knows you, why do you want to go back again and become slaves once more to the weak and useless spiritual principles of this world? You're trying to earn God's favor, or you're trying to earn favor with God by observing certain days or months or seasons or years. Now Paul is saying, you have given up your relationship to God and return to ritual and rules and regulations. That is called legalism, and it will ruin your Christian life. It will take away your joy and your freedom. Legalism is the focus on rules instead of relationship. In Jesus' day, the Jewish society was the most regulated society in the world. There was a group of religious people who were extreme legalists, who were called Pharisees. They saw themselves as protectors of God's laws, plus a few hundred other laws that they had added. There were rules like, how far can you walk on the Sabbath day? And one day, Jesus came and said, forget it all. It doesn't matter. The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And he said things like, you set up rules that you yourself cannot keep. You're a bunch of hypocrites. Now, how how do you think the Pharisees felt about that? They couldn't stand for Jesus to be around, and so they got rid of him. They crucified him. You see, legalism and grace are opposite extremes. Do we still have legalism today? Or it is still alive and well? The problem with legalism is that my list of do's and don'ts may be different from yours. You get your list depending on where you come from or where you grew up on the kind of church that you were a part of. So when I was growing up in in, in Jamaica, um, in the village or town that I lived in, Christians were not supposed to play cards. They were not supposed to dance. They were not supposed to drink alcoholic drinks. They were not supposed to smoke. They were not supposed to listen to secular music. That women should not wear makeup. And um, women should not wear slacks in church. In, in fact, there is a Baptist church in this city for, that for years would not allow a woman wearing slacks to enter their sanctuary for worship well we all have our lists of do's and don'ts and think if i can just keep this standard i've got it made but paul says that will enslave you it will cause you to lose your joy and your freedom so don't Get into the trap of perfectionism, trying to be perfect just to please God and to maintain your salvation because you never will be able to to do that. You can't be perfect. Only God is perfect. And don't fall into the trap of legalism making a bunch of extra rules that say this is what a good Christian is. Focus on the relationship you have with Jesus Christ and not the man-made rules. Man-made rules do not last. They change. It's only the word of God that remains forever. When a Christian allows himself or herself to be bound by a bunch of rules, what is the result? Listen to Paul in Galatians chapter 4 and verse 15 where he asks, Where is the joy And grateful spirit you felt then. That is when you became a Christian. I'm sure you would have taken out your own eyes and given them to me if it had been possible. See, Paul is saying, you Galatians have become so concerned with rules that you have lost your joy. The quickest way to to kill the happiness in your life is to become a legalist. Anything that is good can be done with a legalistic attitude. Tithing, witnessing, praying, reading your Bible, attending worship can be done with a legalistic attitude. It's what you, you have to, either you have to do it or you want to do it. All you need to do is to change the motive from I have to so I want to do these things in order to please my Savior. As Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 17, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So why don't we have this freedom that Paul is speaking about? Because we fall into the trap of perfectionism and legalism. But the third trap is the most subtle Of all. It is the trap of conformity. Conformity is being controlled by the expectations of other people. Conformity is being influenced by the opinions of other Christians. Conformity is taking your eyes off the Lord and looking at what everybody else is saying or doing. Paul says that's a tragedy. Listen to him in Galatians chapter 5, 7 through 9. You are getting along so well. Who has interfered with you to hold you back from following the truth? It certainly isn't God who has done it, for he is the one who has called you to freedom in Christ. But it takes only one wrong person among you to infect all the others. Paul says, you started in the Christian life and you were growing and making tremendous progress and you were enjoying the Christian life filled with joy, enthusiasm, and freedom. But all of a sudden, somebody tripped you up. You took your eyes off the Lord and got them onto other people and started wondering what are other Christians thinking? How do I look to other people? Now, do you remember, maybe such a long time ago, but can you remember what your early Christian experience was when you accepted Jesus Christ as your savior for the first time? When you first became a believer, you didn't care about what anybody else thought. You just love the Lord and talk to him every moment that you, that you had without fancy words, because you didn't know the words anyway. Then later you start looking at other Christians and thinking, oh, that's the way you're supposed to do it. That's the way you're supposed to act. That's the way you're supposed to talk. That's the way you're supposed to pray. Then you start praying the same way as everybody else you lose the freshness of your relationship with the lord you start using the same cliches that other christians are using you see you lose your freedom paul says don't let anybody steal your freedom from you don't get caught in a rut paul is saying that when you start worrying about impressing other christians then you lose your freedom You lose your joy. Now each of us is unique. Freedom comes when you live the Christian life with your own personality and not when you try to be somebody else. Christians often project onto others their spiritual gifts. If they have the gift of mercy... Then they believe every Christian ought to show mercy the way they do. The person with the gift of administration wonders why every Christian is not more organized and and to think through things in a rational way. The person with the gift of faith wonders, why can't you just believe God for more faith? God gives every Christian spiritual gifts. And they are all necessary for the building up of his church. But don't let anybody put you under a false guilt trip by saying you have to act just like them to be a good Christian. Or that you have to have their spiritual gift or gifts to be a good Christian. Or that you have to respond to life the way they do to be a good Christian. There are only two ways to live a Christian life. By guilt or by grace. Those are the options. Out of duty or out of delight. Because you have to or because you want to out of love for Christ and all that he has done for you. Paul says in Colossians chapter 2, 6 and 7. Since you have accepted Christ as Lord... Live in union with him. Keep your roots deep in him. Build your lives on him. And become stronger in your faith as you were taught. And be filled with thanksgiving. How can you avoid the traps of perfectionism, legalism, and conformity? Ask God to help you to live the life that he wants you to live not to just follow the rules made by individuals for whatever reason then thank god for his unconditional love remember god loves you just as much as on your bad days as on your good days Say, God, I thank you that you love me even when I've been trying to earn your love and failing miserably. Then focus on your relationship to the Lord instead of all the man-made rules that you have to carry through or to follow. Say, God, I just want to know you. I want to experience your mercy and your grace day by day. And then determined to live by faith. Some of you listening to me may not be believers. You may not have taken the first step. Maybe you were brought up in a church when you were, when you were a youth. And uh, you've gone to church occasionally on special days. But do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? It is only a relationship with Christ that can set you free. Free from worry. Free from the fear of death. Free from guilt. Free from bad habits that enslave you. Free from memories of the past. Free from boredom and purposelessness in life. Free from emotional stress. Free from doubt and fear. Free from despair and defeat. Free from Hopelessness. As Paul says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. But with this freedom comes responsibilities and obligations. There's a service to be rendered, there's a purpose to be achieved, there's a cross to be carried, there is a road to be traveled, there's a battle to be won, and there's a message to be proclaimed. This freedom has a price tag attached to it. It cost God his son and his son his life. No greater price has ever been paid for anything. It was a price of blood. Holy blood. Sinless blood. Perfect blood. And this blood will never lose its power. Because it reaches from the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley, the blood that gives me strength from day to day, it will never or never lose its power. Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org and tune in every Saturday morning at 1030